back to the Super Sapphic Film Club. I'm Haley. I'm Claire. I don't think we introduced ourselves last time. I don't think we did. Eh. It takes me like two weeks to recognize people's distinct voices on podcasts anyway. So. Yeah. You you don't have to know it yet. No. I'll allow it. We could be the same person. Yeah. Maybe we you have don't really know. good voice modulation. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just do two takes, recorded one right after another, and put in like laugh sounds over top of the other person's talking. You're like talking to one microphone and like walk over to your microphone and talking to that one. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I totally agree. Oh my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, so this week we watched The Prom, one of the few movies to come out during 2020. I was so fucking unprepared for this movie. There was, <laughs> oh my god, literally. So, oh man. I, it's a doozy of an episode, people. But, I know people say that sometimes. It's not always a doozy. This one's a doozy. This one's, I have been on an emotional roller coaster for the past 24 hours. We started this journey with no idea what we were getting into. Mm-hmm. Claire didn't even know it was a musical. No. Nope. Like, literally, being able to sit next to you and watch you turn to me moments after James Corden, of all fucking people, began <laughs> singing. You're like, it's a musical? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never felt such betrayal in my life, first of all. I thought you knew. I'm pretty sure Haley told me that it was I literally... <laughs> a musical 30 seconds before they started singing. But I think I must have just heard in my head it was a theater thing and not a musical. And even then, sometimes it's a musical and they make it into a normal uh, movie and it doesn't work when they do that either. But I was, regardless, I was unprepared emotionally for the musical aspect. We were looking for something fun and we got a whole lot fucking more, I'll tell you that. At first I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted a movie that like was fun and fun to make fun of, but I really think I bit off more than I could chew. Well, it's two hours long. So that's too fucking long. And it's also a Ryan Murphy joint, which I was not expecting going in. I had no clue. Ryan Murphy, of course, of Glee, American Horror Story, (laughs) Pose, Versace. Glee and American Horror Story. I did not know the same person did those. Oh, yeah. Did he do all the seasons? Well, so he created Glee and he created American Horror Story. I don't know how involved. I know that Mm -hmm. he stopped being involved with Glee to start working on American Horror Story. Wow. The range. (laughs) It's like, honestly, like, it's, you can, we've known for so long that you can be a gay icon without being gay, but apparently you can. (laughs) I can't say that. (laughs) Ariana Grande approved in, no, (laughs) Oh, I was thinking Cher. Yeah, that was my joke. (laughs) It was like the first ever gay icon, Ariana Grande. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love it when, I mean, I love it. This is endearing. Please keep doing it. I know mostly it's Mm -hmm. facetious. But when gay people are like, the real gay icon is just the person that I had a crush on when I was eight. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hilary Duff, gay icon. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Chelsea Peretti, gay icon. Okay, queen. Just because you were interested in that person <laughs> doesn't mean they are worthy of icon status, gay or otherwise. You know? I mean, Hilary Duff is an icon. Gay icons look questionable. Yeah. I mean, well, she did do Cadet Kelly, so she's You know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That should be its own letter in the LGBTQ. <laughs> Cadet Kelly. CK. <laughs> Yeah, so we we watched the movie last night. I we're just in an absolute like fugue state, mm-hmm. just really confused and sad. Yeah. Um. So I went away <laughs> to do some research, 
And that's when my 24 hours of turmoil came in. Because, so holy fucking shit. Oh my god. I stayed up way too late last night. I listened to the entire original Broadway cast recording, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think this movie definitely suffers from, like, the modern movie musicals where everyone sounds too good. That's what I was noticing, too. Yeah. It was like, it's- someone will start crying, uh, but instead of having, like, cry voice, they'll have, like... The studio the recording, studio fade recording in. fades in, and it's just so unsubtle and just, like, takes me out of it. It's really, usually. like, lifeless and hollow, yeah. and I feel like it takes so much away from the actor's performance. Yeah. Um. So, great original broadcast recording. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe there's something here. It's it's fun. It's mm-hmm. it's a musical. It's fine. <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, what I do you love want from musicals. Me? I'm the biggest sap in the whole fucking world. I love musicals. Mm-hmm. A lot of musicals are just a little boring musically. Yeah. To me, at least. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not a genius. So, then, mm-hmm. I started looking at recorded performances. I looked at the, like, cast and the history of the production and I'm really, this is a great show. I love this show. <laughs> like, really? I've done a full 180. I'm obsessed. What? I cannot wait to watch a bootleg that isn't on YouTube because those are illegal. And I am a, <laughs> like, so against, I hate pirates. Yeah, I've always hated I pirates. hate pirates in, like, a very personal way that's uncommon of someone mm-hmm. who's never produced content before. I actually thought I was straight because I hated Karen Knightley and <laughs> That's where I draw I the so fucking line. Pirates. Yes. But if one were to watch a bootleg, which we never would, I'm gonna be all up in that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God, it's great. I'm in love with it. How could it be good? I. How could it possibly be good? It's because theater is an inherently different medium. (laughs) That is so true. It's so true. I was I was even looking back at my notes that I had taken. I started writing down the shitty jokes that fell through. And then I was watching some of those jokes in, like, compilation videos of people. Like, my favorite moments from the prom. Yeah. Way. And they were funny. I'm not actually surprised to hear that. Because every once in a while a joke would happen and I'd be like, I don't know why I didn't like that. But it wasn't just the joke's fault. It wasn't just a bad joke. There's some other meta shit going on that I'm not consciously processing that's making me hate this whole fucking movie. Literally. Literally, literally, <laughs> mm-hmm. this movie was, it was very competently shot, but every shot felt like a cover shot. There was no part of it that was, like, staged interestingly or, like, framed particularly well. It was just, like, we have to show the people in the room being in the room singing the song. Yeah. Great set pieces. But it felt like it was, like, they were, like, we have great set pieces, so we don't need to worry mm-hmm. about... Her bed spins. Don't oh, worry about how God, her face... God, the bed spins! shows no emotion. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking a lot, but I just wanted to put it out there that the cinematographer for this movie, Mm -hmm. Matthew uh, Libatique, I'm sorry if I said that wrong, I probably did, is kind of a fucking icon, and I can't believe, like, I cannot fault him at all for this movie, because he was the DOP for Birds of Prey, (gasps) he was the DOP for the newest version of A Star is Born, for Black Swan. What? The Tom Hardy Venom movie. What? The first two (laughs) Iron Man movies, Requiem for a Dream, and I shit you fucking not, the Josie and the Pussycats movie I just (gasps) made you watch. What? This man and can he do did fun. This fucking movie? Uh, Wait, yeah. is he responsible for the bisexual lighting in every scene and nothing else? I don't being know. Interesting? I don't know. I couldn't find. I mean, like that's such a hard thing to trace down. But yeah. I couldn't find a lighting designer. But, like, it wasn't good though. This one <sighs> was not good. What happened? Venom is a goddamn gift to us that in is every way. Queer cinema. <laughs> queer cinema. 
Just two monster fuckers. <laughs> Making a home. That's found Making family. Making a home. That's the kind of family I'm gonna find. Yeah. Um, but no, but it's, uh, it was so bad. A family can be two monster fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> two anti-capitalist monster fuckers. Yes. And it should be. And it should be. But, oh, where did it go wrong then? I, uh, I, uh, I don't want to point too many fingers, because you can never tell in these kind of things, but it's like, it, it. that's why this movie is so confusing, is it's so boring. Because mm-hmm. it's like, truly every musical number was denoted by, well, now the lighting's crazy. I know. And colorful, and it's just like an empty high school, but now it's neon shot, and they're two yeah. girls in love. We did it. Diversity wins. You're welcome. Because it's like, there were episodes of Glee that were like more interesting and punchy than anything in this. Yeah. And it's like, frankly, from what I've seen of the Broadway show, that something that that is that stylized and like totally just batshit crazy yeah. would have been kind of great. I feel like it would have done it a lot of justice. Yeah. In terms of like carrying those... Broadway in jokes that just <laughs> landed fucking flat on their face. Oh no, just terrible. Yeah. Really quick, I think we should cover the plot a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> fucking a. Because <laughs> if I were listening right now, I just I mean, it just like, occurred to me. I'd be like, "Well, what's the fucking movie about?" Okay. So wait, I'm gonna make a note at 14 minutes. We started talking oh about plot. <laughs> That's for editing, Haley. <laughs> Uh, when I really lost my fucking mind was two minutes into this movie. <laughs> Maybe 30 seconds into this movie. I mean... Instantly. James so, Corden is in it. Yeah. The movie is broadly about a girl at a high school who is a lesbian and wants to take her girlfriend to prom, but the evil PTA person says played no. By the, played by it, the incredible Carrie Washington is like, no, I'm homophobic and so is everyone else apparently. We're just not going to have a prom at all. Uh, So it's all about her trying to make there be a prom and these Broadway actors played by James Corden and Meryl Streep. Meryl fucking Streep was in this movie. Uh, And Nicole Kidman. And Andrew Rannells. Yes. Go over and like try and like bring media attention and try and save it and try and save the prom. So that she can go and, and have it be inclusive. Exactly. But also selfishly, because they, selfishly, they yes. want the media blitz to be like, oh my god, wow, inclusivity wins. These yeah. Broadway stars saved this backwaters zone. Saved it, yes. And really, when I first knew what I was getting into was when it opened, and Haley and I were both like, is that Carrie Washington? And she had this like very brief little thingy, and then it cut away, and I was like, wow, I really thought that was Carrie Washington. <laughs> like yeah me too and then it cuts back to her and she's like talking and walking very much olivia pope and i'm like oh my fucking god we were both like wait that is gary washington washington, sweetie gary washington what are you doing here are you lost are you you horribly lost then it like has the whole credits you know in the beginning where it's like with meryl streep and every single name that came up i was like what <laughs> just being punched in the what? face it was just being over and over punched again. in the face and alternating with the gut like over and over again just being beat the fuck up by the cast of this movie Literally. meryl streep nicole kidman and god james corden's in this and keegan like, michael key keegan michael key it's like it's just what is happening over and over again and then it cuts to james corden and meryl streep being broadway actors and i start dissociating <laughs> Because I'm, I think at this point I was open mouth staring at the yeah, screen. Yeah, there was a good chunk of that in horror. 
And then they start singing and my soul left my body. I don't even remember what the song was about, but it was just a lot to take in. It was a lot. I feel like the intro to this movie was turned up to 11 and Mm -hmm. everything was like, just couldn't live up to that. Yeah. Because it was really beautiful. They had like empty New York street. Mm -hmm. It was like really beautifully shot. And they're like in the bar waiting for the reviews of their new hit musical, Eleanor, the Eleanor Roosevelt story. (laughs) That totally didn't bomb. Are you kidding? Totally didn't bomb. Why would you say that? Um, And it's really fun. I just have to say that usually I am not of the opinion that gay characters have to be played by gay actors. Oh, my God. But I was very uncomfortable with the, like, gay voice that James Corden put on for this role. It's, like, so over the top and not what he sounds like usually. And if a gay person actually sounds like that, then great. That's why you should just cast a gay person. So at least they're not committing a hate crime by playing a gay person. Well, that's... So this was actually... There was a lot of sparks around that when he was cast. Really? Okay. There were, like, people being like, so we cast James Corden as, like, a send-up of a Nathan Lane kind of character. Why didn't we just get Nathan Lane to play it? Yeah, exactly. Like, you got Meryl Streep. Yeah. It's not like you can't afford it. Does everyone love James Corden and I'm the only one who doesn't? I don't know. He's in everything. And I don't like him in anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, James Corden. I don't... It's not personal. I just don't like him (laughs) But they were like, why didn't you hire, like, Titus Burgess or, like... Yeah. Billy Porter. Like, what the fuck? Any gay man. Any gay person. His whole character (laughs) suffered so much because, I mean, like, I... It made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was overtly, like, horrific. Yeah. I think he had to hold back. Like, the guy who played this originally is a gay man, and he was so fucking funny. Yeah. And, like, flamboyant and over Mm -hmm. the top and, like, just very, like, I am a theater Broadway boy. Yeah, and it's not the flamboyance as the problem. Like, it's not that, I know, I know that's not what you meant, but it's true. He's not, like, it's not an insane accent that James Corden puts on. But any amount of, like, gay voice from a straight guy just, like, gets my hackles up. (laughs) But it's, like, I feel like so many of his jokes didn't land because he wasn't able to, like, he wasn't part of that community yeah. and people like really make fun of them yeah. in the way that like the guy who originally did it did. Because it just brings up like eight hundred new problems as soon as you cast a straight man as like a very flamboyant gay man. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. because it's like I was watching like a clipped video of the song Barry's Going to Prom Mm -hmm. years later, and he fucking killed it. Like it was so, the guy in the original Broadway uh, Broadway cast, what was his name? Let me pull it up. Brooks Ashman, Kansas. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Brooks, if I said that wrong. I need to look these things up now. Lesson learned. (laughs) (laughs) And he killed it. It was just him like dancing around in the hotel room set and like, Barry's going to prom, and he's like, just because, you know, he's a gay guy in theater, he knows how to make fun of himself. Yeah. And that's, like, part of the joy and the fun of that whole show is that, like, it was them making fun of themselves and put James Corden in a position where he has to play a gay man who is over the top yeah. and then not do it disrespectfully. It's It's just like, how do you do your job? You can't actually do it. Yeah. Makes me crazy. Makes me crazy. The budget of this movie is so fucking high. <laughs> You're kidding. I mean, like, honestly, I could tell. I didn't look it up. I'm just saying, like, oh, just to get all these people. Yeah. Uh, and the locations. The locations. The lighting. The, the rigs. The effects. It's just, like, clearly high budget. And I don't 
know why. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really bizarre to me. Yeah. I couldn't tell Did this you. do well? I didn't look it up, sorry. So that's the thing is because that I saw, I was reading a review that was actually really confused why they stunt casted this. Why they what? Stunt casted. I, well, so they hired like all Hollywood people to replace yeah. the original Broadway cast, even though, you know, this only closed like literally three years oh, ago. Oh, like they could have just gotten the Broadway cast? Yeah. Because they were oh. like, you're releasing it on Netflix. You know, you don't need to worry about box office. It's just about getting people to watch it. Yeah. So I don't know. Apparently they did release it in theaters for like the amount of days that they could be up for award season. And they made like... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> Award season. If this movie wins fucking anything, it will be oh, incorrect. Okay, literally, I will put ten dollars on right now that this is going to get a nod for costume design. All it was was sequence. Yeah, there was no. I know design. I, I don't mean to be a bitch. I'm sorry. People always work hard on movies. Okay, the costumes weren't special though in this movie. The way that Emma was dressed is a hate crime. Oh my god, for real. Oh my you god. couldn't consult a teenage lesbian on this one. There's so many on TikTok, you there people. There was not a single cute outfit that she wore. Not a single Except one. Except for the prom. I did like the powder blue tux. That was I, cute. That was cute. That was a good look. It's hysterical to me that all of her outfits were bad. And they were always like two edits away from being cute. Like, yeah. replace a t-shirt here, make the blazer a little looser there. Like, it was always close, but it was always distinctly incorrect. I feel like there was one that was, like, literally fine, except she was wearing a beanie in a very weird way. The beanie was always, like, very balancing on the back of her head. Yeah. Which is what I did when I was 13. It also just looked too small and too big at the same yes. time. Yes, how can this be? And it was just her. Yeah. Like, it was so confusing. Like, her, the girl who played her girlfriend, oh. Uh, Alyssa mm-hmm. ha, ha, ha. Um, was literally just like Veronica from Riverdale. Like oh that's my God. what her outfits were. Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Emma was just in the most confusing 2013, like Portland. Yeah. How it's like how the costume designer for a Disney show would think a lesbian from Portland would dress. Yes. Too many patterns and colors, but there's no uh rules because sometimes someone can wear a lot of patterns and colors and it looks cohesive and great mm. and amazing it didn't it didn't no. look good there i don't understand my favorite my personal favorite yeah. is when she wore a white long sleeve button up with a tie oh under short sleeve coveralls like that's just a really weird look huh <gasps> i just don't Get it? It's weird. And I kept wondering to myself, would this look better if it was a long sleeve overall coverall thing? No. But I don't think it would. It would be I think like, it would fix one of 18 problems with that outfit. It's like a reverse Superman if he was a plumber. It's like if... <laughs> it's like if a plumber's secret identity was a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Undercover boss. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like you, fellow plumbers. Yes. <laughs> My God. So, okay. Another interesting thing about this is that, so Star Cut studded cast, right? Yeah. The girl who played Emma, Joe Ellen Pellman, was found on a national open call. Oh. She, she went to uh, University of Michigan, I think, for her BA. Uh-huh. She's been in like a couple TV shows, like walk on, you know, I don't even know if she had speaking lines. Yeah. And then was just found by Ryan Murphy for this show. Wow. I know. Like, 
get a girl. Okay. I was go off, I yeah, guess. I mean, I'm always happy when I see yeah. a young actor who's not someone's kid. Yeah, that is refreshing when that happens. Yeah. But it is kind of it just sucks. Girl who plays Emma in that, Caitlin Kinnunen, got a like Tony nomination. She fucking oh my God. killed it. And like it sucks that she wasn't considered. Like I was not able to find anything about why yeah. no one from the cast was gonna be in this. Yeah. And it's <sighs> Do they usually do that? I don't watch a whole lot of these. It's kind of rare. Yeah. I think the most notable would be when Rent was adopted into a uh-huh. movie. It used the original Broadway cast from like ten years <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so everyone's like, why are all these 30 year olds playing? Yeah. <laughs> Kid, get a job. <laughs> yeah, are you not gonna be last year's rent? Yeah, okay, okay. So, it, no, mm-hmm. not all the time, but it, it's notable because this was made into a movie so quickly after being yeah. off that it's not like, oh, they couldn't play because of whatever. Yeah, so you know, it could have been scheduling, it could have been just wanting the Hollywood names so that you get those yeah. sweet, sweet Netflix clicks. Those sweet Netflix clicks, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all, but I am surprised that they didn't cast. Her again. I know. She the was girl so good. who played her. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. It just sucks. Caitlin Kinnanen is really cool. I kind of Instagram stalked her. Hi, yeah. Caitlin. Sorry. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> and she's so, like, open about just body positivity. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll do these things where it's a very Instagram thing where it's like they take a polished picture and then she'll take the picture with her body so you yeah. can, like, just see a normal person. Yeah. And then they, like, choose this girl who's just, like, basically just model thin. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like a real person. Like, I'm not, you yeah. know, judging her at all. But yeah. it's not. But it's like, hmm. Okay. It's just a bummer. Yeah. It's <laughs> just not incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, because of the way she was styled, that whole line of... It's a joke in the yeah thing where it's like, I'm going to turn this butchy duckling into a swan. Yeah. It's like, do you guys know what butch means? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... Under do no you... circumstances would you describe her outfits in this movie as butch. It's like if you're like, oh, yes, Portlandia. I love Carrie whatever butch icon. I know. It's like a girl wearing a t-shirt and jeans and you're like, butch icon. Butch icon. No, like, excuse me. <laughs> and I just think it sucks. I don't know if they do this in the show, but like, she's like, I want to wear a suit to prom. And then they put her in a girly prom dress with like her hair all up and fancy and wearing makeup. And it's just like, What? I am so glad you brought this up. Yeah. In the musical, it's a joke. (gasps) Because that's the thing is, like, they put her in this, like, really gaudy, like, kind of 80s prom Mm -hmm. dress. Like, it it doesn't suit her at all. Yeah. And that's the joke is that, like, they try and give her, like, the, it's well-intentioned. Like, we're going to do a makeover and it's going to be great. Yeah. And it's just not for her. Yeah. But in this, like, it was too nice of a dress and it, like, just looked a little too earnest. Yeah. Like, the one in the show was, like, blue with, like, glittery polka dots. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, also, they didn't play it as a joke at all. No. So, my only thought is maybe they entirely didn't want it to be a joke or they were planning on making a joke and then she looked great and no one wanted to change it so they just made it earnest and forgot what the point was i mean <laughs> i have no idea yeah and I, I i'm probably like we're losing something in translation because i saw one video and i'm trying to explain it to you but it was more kind of like it was framed as barry's trying to do a nice thing and ha- dress her up but yeah by dressing her up she's not really being herself yeah um, that was lost in this movie yeah yeah and again i think that's you know james Corden wasn't able to give a really full performance yeah. Oops. Wasn't able. Um. 
Oh, we're assholes. Oh, God. It's really hard to not dunk on this movie. It really is. <laughs> I know. You know, I think we should just do it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I'll, I, I'm holding back from Terface, who plays... Joellen. Is that I w- her name? Her real name, yeah. Yeah, because, like, she's new. I'm going to leave it alone. I don't want to dunk on this random girl, but James Corden's famous as fuck. He's yeah. rich as shit. I don't yeah. really feel bad about shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Takes a lot of work and mm-hmm. effort and love to make a movie. So... I we two shitty people on the internet can never yeah. take that away from you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please don't let this ruin your enjoyment of the prom. Yeah, and if, if you, you like the prom, yeah, good for you. Uh, check out a bootleg; you'll probably yeah, love it even exactly. more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was I was really disappointed with the casting of the two leads, especially yeah. because they have like no chemistry. No chemistry. And I feel like a lot of Emma's character is lost in this adaptation Mm -hmm. you know i never want to put it on an actor because there's direction there's framing but she's very happy-go-lucky in this Mm -hmm. and i feel like that just doesn't fit she's very doe-eyed and i feel like we lose a lot of like her side of this exactly it's almost like they did everything they could to make this as fun a movie as possible and so they thought in order to do that you had to take away the pain in a lot of the scenes but you don't have to i'm sure i haven't seen it but i'm sure this show is the most fun at times, but also able to balance that with like how genuinely painful a lot of these themes are. <laughs> Literally. So I am such a fan of musicals, but I'm kind of like a musical fan in that like my emotional brain just takes over and holds a gun to my logical brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you should. get goosebumps yes. when yeah. I'm listening to like, Oh my God, I do that all the time. Yes. <laughs> whatever. Um, and this, it was giving me goosebumps. It was giving me chills. Like mm-hmm. just the fact of like, and the show is so important. Like, there's never a musical about lesbians. Like, yes. hardly ever, especially on Broadway. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen of the show, it makes more sense, like, why we are with the divas and mm-hmm. why this is also about them. But in the movie, it was just like, it felt like it was their movie. Like, yeah. Emma and Alyssa were incidental. It really did. I'm surprised, actually, that that's not the case in the show. Because yeah. it cuts to them, and then they take up the vast majority of the screen time. It feels like, at least. But even if it would be more well-balanced, or it was more well-balanced, it feels so much more weighted towards the Broadway people, because the other main characters are not giving us anything through probably no fault of their own, yeah. through maybe direction, or just, like, trying to it really keep was a certain vibe or something. Like, and it, I think it is kind of like this in the musical, too, where it's like, they're only really together to sing songs yes. about how much they like each other, or how much it sucks to, like, have a prom planned yeah. that you're not invited to, yeah. specifically. Because also, I think, like, the music sequences were so sterile Mm -hmm. and just gaudy at the same time. Like, it was very, there was no, it was just weird. Yeah, the one scene where, I think one of the first times we see uh, the two girls together, uh, they are wandering around the school, and then suddenly they're in a field that has, like, glowing pink cherry blossom trees. But then it cuts immediately back to the school with just, like, pink and blue lighting. Yeah! And it's the most confusing. It's, like, I literally yeah. think they're reusing the set piece from the Eleanor musical that oh they showed God. earlier. But it's like, there's no... And, like, listen, it doesn't have to be logical. It can just... Yeah. No sense. Just vibes. Yeah. That's fine. But there weren't vibes There weren't either. vibes. It was just weird. It was just weird. Yeah. If it was good and weird, it'd be fine. But it wasn't good. It was just weird. <laughs> like, I don't... I feel like when people say something's overproduced, I don't understand what that means all the time. But this was overproduced. It was. There was just too much. There's just too much going on, man. Even Meryl Streep couldn't save this movie. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Keegan-Michael Key almost did. Oh, my God. Keegan-Michael Key, his back must be in so much pain I... from carrying this fucking movie oh, on Oh, my God. Shoulders. Can we talk about his musical number? Which I feel ones? the one where he's like, well, you Broadway stars are the people that, like, keep us little people going. When it's like the movie gave absolutely no weight to the fact that he's the only person in Emma's corner. He's the one who actually went to the lawyers to be like, this is a civil rights issue. Yeah. Or like canceling prom because of your homophobia. And like, it's just not even, they're like, okay, cool. We got one person. No one cares. Yeah. He has a crush on Dee Dee now. Meryl yeah. Streep. His whole song is very odd to me. I'm sure it comes off better in the show. I wasn't able to find clips. I okay, mean, great. he is originally I find played it, by Michael Potts, so it, it must have worked. I, I can't imagine how it worked. I'm not saying it didn't. I haven't seen it, but I can't imagine how this would fucking work. Because uh, they may as well have had the writers just start sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> It's like, you know who the real heroes are? Is Broadway people. Broadway stars. They give a shining light to you sad, pathetic fucks in Indiana. When life gets tough, me, an underpaid yes. teacher, likes to escape to New York and see a Broadway show. See a Broadway show? And my it's like, instructor okay, days. yeah, people can like Broadway shows, but it just feels weird to have a Broadway show tell me that the real heroes are people who work on Broadway. Like, I love a good show in general, yeah. but it's just I'm weird. I'm, I'm a theater person. Yes. And I hate that shit. And there's a lot of lines in here about how this whole school and town is suffering from, like, a lack of empathy brought on by not having a theater program, which is the funniest thing I've ever heard so in my life. <laughs> I I think it is genuinely hilarious that there's, like, this very deep-rooted belief that actors are just naturally better people because we com- are, we're empathetic, we're compassionate, we have to, like, meet our characters where they are and become them. When it's like, y'all motherfuckers! <laughs> every single scene study class that I have had to set through and enjoyed. I mean, I do like it. Uh-huh. But everyone judges their characters. Half the battle is learning to not judge a character. Yeah. And I have met far too many shitty people who do theater. You know, all you have to do is meet a couple of them. And so many of them, just like in every profession, are so shitty. It's like the weirdest thing in the world to me. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry. (laughs) But if your high school in Indiana did a musical a year rotating between Guys and Dolls, Grease... Maybe Mamma Mia if they're finding some spice in life. Yeah. Or, like, fame. Do you think Is this would do anything? homophobia? <laughs> I learned from Greece that homophobia is wrong. Yeah. That's what I learned. Well, I also learned that homophobia can be fixed with uh, singing a song, a tambourine, and a touring cast of Godspell. Yeah. Oh, and, also, and accurate Bible quotes. Oh, exactly. I was about to say. And... You know what Christian people love is when you point out that they shouldn't eat shellfish or something. Yeah. Like, I agree that that is a weird line to draw on the sand. But they're trying to say that he was like, you know what's stupid is when you pick and choose from the Bible. And all the Christians at the school are like, hey, this guy's got a point. (laughs) The one fundamentalist girl from the back is like, I think you're right, Andrew Rannells. Yeah. We shouldn't wear mixed fibered cloth. Exactly. (laughs) He's like, wait, no. Wait, uh, hold on. That's not what I meant. Yeah. The whole movie is very uncritical of, like, coastal Democrats trying to dunk on what they believe Mm -hmm. small town mentalities are like. To the point where I was like, 
was this movie not afraid of alienating everyone who's not living on the coast right now? Like, it's just calling them landlocked idiots the whole time. That one of them was when they're singing that song that when they're going to go help Emmett, the line was literally, we're going to go where the necks are red and the lack of dentistry thrives. Come on! Right? That's insane. It's just mean. It's mean. Oh, what? You're fucking poor? Yeah. Ooh. Everyone knows there's no gay people who don't live on the coast, idiot. God! <laughs> it's, like, so bizarre. It's just bad. It's not it's, great. No. No wonder this was a theater show. Everyone watching it was like, yeah! But <laughs> I mean, but probably I, not all of them. But, you know, they're at least all physically in New York at that moment. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean about, like, this movie is so uncritical about the characters. Because, yeah. like, I, from what I've seen in the stage, because it's theater, because, you know... Mm-hmm. Like, also, the people who were in this play... The, the musical originally, it was kind of written for them. Yeah. The guy who originally played Andrew Rannell's part, Christopher Sieber, mm-hmm. was actually in a sitcom, and he played the Olsen twins' dad. So, oh. like, that whole gag about everyone just knowing him from... Oh, that's funny. <laughs> sitcom, but he actually went to Juilliard. It's, like, true to life. Oh, so weird. So, like, they're kind of doing send-ups of themselves. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's easier to kind of, like, do a little wink-wink, nudge-nudge, like, mm-hmm. can you believe these city assholes yeah. who really believe that, you know, these flyover states are just, like, wastelands. Mm-hmm. Which, the Meryl Streep number that really fell fucking, fucking flat, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh, yeah. So funny really so fucking funny oh my god this is bizarre to me look it up it's hilarious to watch because it's so like there are just so many more gags and because it's on stage Mm -hmm. it's easier to like let the gags play out like they try to do it in the film where it's like there's one point where she tries to dd meryl streep characters try to like grab the face of the young lesbian but she goes to the wrong girl And like, they, that's funny. They yeah, and they were able to like really play it up in the show where she like goes to her and then she's like, oh, f- real, that's the wrong girl, of course. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Emma. Hi, oh, hi. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Do you remember what that musical number is called? Not about me. Not about me. Look up. Not about me. I think it's not about me. Oh, that does check out. Yeah, I remember that. <gasps> when she like, so and even oh my god, I, we were talking. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's that is part of the scene where there's another PTA meeting where they're like, you can't cancel prom. Keegan Michael P- Key did some politics and mm-hmm. made it so you can't impress Emma. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, "What is so scary about gay people?" And then James Corden <laughs> storms in, yeah. being like, "The gays have arrived." Yeah, and, and Claire had a good point. It just felt like bad framing, where yeah. it's like, "Oh, yeah," it's like, "What are you guys all scared of about gay people?" And then James Corden with a giant pride sign is like, "Hey, bigots." <laughs> Like, it's just like, it almost felt like... We just came in on the God's Pill down with Sis Bus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Little known collaboration. Down with Sis and God's (laughs) Pill. But yeah, it just kind of like wasn't funny. It felt like a weird choice. In the musical, mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. Naturally. Because it became an, like an actual joke about like they bang the doors open and the Keegan Michael Key character is like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is funny. And I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah. And like, I don't know what, I'm sure it's a very fine line between like, what is funny in this scene? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the door banging open in the movie. It was no. James Corden shouting and calling them all bigots with a pride flag. It felt like it was, I'm sure they weren't trying to say this, but it almost felt like, no wonder they're scared of gay people. These yeah. are the crazy flamboyant gay people. And it was like, 
like a long sigh. Yeah, it was, and it wasn't helped by like mere minutes later when James Corden was like, "I am as gay as a bucket of wigs." A bucket of wigs. Like, okay. Deep beleaguered sigh. I know, exactly. But actually, so I think this would be a good time to take a break and show you the clips that I've been holding out to show you the original Broadway cast. I'm so excited. both of those moments are in the compilation, and I think it is so funny. Oh my god. And I can't wait to see what you think. We'll be right back after the break. A little snack. Hey, you're listening to one of our older episodes. Thank you. I do hope you check out one of our newer ones. The audio quality and my editing abilities are getting steadily better, and I really appreciate you sticking with us while I wrangle with audacity and learn to love it for its obtuseness. You should check out our movie list. I made it to be a resource for people to more easily find films that center sapphic characters. Each entry includes the movie title, director, country of origin, a synopsis, and a link to the trailer. There are also two categories of tags, one for story elements and one for production details. There's also an author's note getting into the nitty gritties of how I made this list, having not seen most of these films, uh, how we define this woman love woman, non-binary love woman canon that we made up, and just other details about its organization. As of right now, and honestly probably forever, the movie list is incomplete. Getting every sapphic film ever made into one document is insane. A fool's errand. And it's just me adding to it in my free time. So I know there are gaps and I plan to fill them in to the best of my ability. It's a process, a living document that will hopefully only improve. I really hope you check it out. Even if you're lukewarm about us or the podcast, you know, I made this to be a resource for everyone, not just people who listen to our silly little podcast. And there are so many films on here that I had no idea existed. And there are a bunch I just cannot wait to check out. So you can find this movie list on our card, which is ssfc.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. You can also find us on Instagram at supersapphicfc. That's all I got for you. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Bye. We've done it. Welcome back. I have subjected Claire to maybe four videos of the prom <laughs> original Broadway cast. That does bring my total amount of uh, watching shitty uh, recordings on YouTube of Broadway shows to, I think, two hours. How long is the... Oh, so you don't get drunk and watch <laughs> compilation videos of Broadway I, I musicals. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. cool, yeah, cool. I, mean, like, I don't either, no, totally. Yeah, I... <laughs> What was that uh, show we watched? It was really good. Hades Town. Hades Town. Mm-hmm. How long is that? Took two hours. Oh, that was like yeah, two hours. Yeah. Okay, then two it hours and twenty been. minutes <laughs> <laughs> is now my grand total. Although I did fall down a terrible rabbit hole. It's a really good rabbit hole. A while mm-hmm. ago, and watched high school clips of them playing Heather's <gasps> musicals. I and some of them are real good. I've watched so many. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I honestly, what a treasure trove that YouTube is in I terms know, of like yeah. illegal. Really <laughs> it's high school recordings. That's fine. Exactly. Perfectly yeah, legal. it's like for the community. It's totally the only ones I've watched are the high school ones. Definitely nothing else. I think it's super wrong when people make media free and accessible. Anyway, <laughs> they were great. The 
all the scenes just come off better. So much better. And I, you could make a whole podcast about the distinct differences between the theater show and the movie version and how every time they deviate, it's horrible. It's like <laughs> they failed the source material so much. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, that's why I feel like I went on such an emotional roller coaster. Because yeah. I started out just listening to the original Broadway cast mm-hmm. recording and then looking into, like, well, who wrote this? Like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And so it was supposedly based off of i don't know i've heard conflicting things where it's like it's based off of a real story kind of quotation marks uh there's this girl in 2010 constance mcmillan in fulton mississippi wanted to take her girlfriend at the senior prom and she was banned from attending and was like they changed the school board's decision to not ban her but then they ended up canceling the prom anyway ah and the aclu sued on her behalf for the school like her school district and they found them guilty of violating her first amendment rights yeah but they didn't make the judge reinstate the prom then what's the point i don't know they get fined or something yeah yeah and like just like don't do it and set a precedent yeah, at least exactly. yeah but then i also heard a story about uh jack viertel uh-huh. who's a pretty big wig in terms of like new york broadway scene i think i s- follow people who follow him on twitter oh, i see really? him like all the time oh interesting i didn't know who he was though yeah. no i didn't either um he's the vice president of the jujimson theaters uh-huh owns and operates five broadway theaters Shit. um he's been like an art consultant dramaturg like anyway he called up one of the writers and was like i have an idea for a musical and that what's became- his home address like an egg is house <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, the musical. No, the musical was good. That's musical, allowed. I yeah. thought it was the movie. Oh, no, no, no. Like... It was for the musical. This was okay. kind of like a labor of love. Yeah. Like, it started out in uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, like, most of the original cast has been on since Atlanta in 2016. Wow. Like, this has been a long-haul project that people really stuck with. Yeah. Which is kind of disappointing why no one made it to the movie. But I was expecting to be like, well, fuck these guys. Mm -hmm. So out of touch and like so (laughs) derisive of flyover estates. But like it's it was just the framing. It -hmm. really was like that one sequence in the movie with the promposals, which was Uh fun. I had a lot of fun. I literally said to you in a different movie, I would love this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, this movie had already built up so much bad will with me that I, like, wasn't prepared to be there for a lot of it. <laughs> you know? Like you were saying, like, the promposal scene, it just focused so much on the straight people. And then it was, like, them being like, and we'll finally be able to, but it was just so much cuter in the actual musical just now. And it was, I I think it was so much because of, like, one, the medium. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of being, like, these are the four high school homophobes that we focused on in the film. Yeah. It was, like, just kind of more like, oh, it's, like, the four mains, but there's the ensemble around them. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier in film. And then, two, because the staging, like, it becomes a flip where instead of the straights <laughs> being yeah. in the front doing the proposal stuff, it, like, opens and they go to the back of stage. They keep dancing Mm when we see Alyssa and emma behind the bleachers like yeah the same number being like since i found you and it's really sweet and you can tell that it's like the pressure of them hiding is clear in the staging yeah and that just doesn't it they're just sitting in an empty auditorium i know it's just (laughs) it loses something (laughs) it really does it's such a bummer yeah i feel really bad for the people who love this like musical and was excited about the film yeah Exactly. 
Oh, I feel like I need to mention fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl who plays Alyssa is in the original cast of Hamilton. What, really? Yeah, That's she true. was an ensemble member. She played the bullet. Oh, it's funny to hear she played the bullet. I know, right? What? I, oh. She was the tree. She was the tree number four. <laughs> Amazing. Isn't that crazy? That is really weird, actually. I have to say, I don't remember when I said this in the show, but at some point something was happening in the movie, I mean, when mm-hmm. we first watched it. I turned to Haley and I was like, Haley, you're a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm yes. take a sip of my oat milk. You are. <laughs> I was like, Haley, you're a hippie. What? crystal should i get that will help cleanse me of the feelings i'm experiencing right now and Haley said meth crystal meth. didn't miss a beat you should try the crystal <laughs> of meth have you heard of that one sometimes i just keep it in my pocket and rub it if i get nervous yeah and then i just like <laughs> put my finger to my tongue after doing that mm-hmm. oh well gums are more effective yeah but, oh yeah there you go <laughs> incredible yeah. i don't think i'd recognize meth if i saw it in I a dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> I everything I know about math I learned from the half an episode of Breaking Bad I watched. <laughs> oh my god. So I think it's blue and made out of sugar. <laughs> yeah. I watched a fun cooking video about how to make it at home with mm-hmm. sugar and food coloring. So I think party? I know how to make it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. stuff can't be good. It's just blue sugar. Well, it's like rock candy. Yeah. I feel like there's a there's a big appeal in the rock. Mm, where it looks like a crystal. Yeah, and you're like, like I'm in your Although, honestly, there is some fun to eating meth. I could get no, with it. It just looks like you're eating sea glass. And your point being. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to real glass, it's just not as fun. Yeah, that's true. I've got a lot of glass. <laughs> if you want to oh, taste good. later. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, this movie exhausted me. It broke me a little bit. You bet your sweet milf ass it did. <laughs> I was trying to shoehorn that in somewhere. <laughs> Listen, as someone who loves Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. so much, yeah. I could not get over just the yawning void that was awoken in me when I was forced to watch Give It a Little Zazz oh, God. in the movie. I shouldn't have watched Big Little Lies right before I watched this movie <laughs> because I was all hopped, hopped up on Goodwill for Nicole Kidman. Yeah. God, she's so fucking good she's so in fucking that good. show and she's in general and lots of stuff. I was just sitting there being like, we should watch Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Is she from Moulin Rouge? Yeah. Really? She's, it's I know, her is she and the, McGregor. I think I thought it was the other redhead who she looks a lot like. Ooh. Hold on, now I have to look this up. So, Claire and I's toxic trait is that we think <laughs> the other person has face blindness, when in fact, the other person thinks that we have face blindness. Yeah, it's totally that. Haley has face blindness. <laughs> who do you think edits this? <laughs> Shit, leave that in, Haley. <laughs> who does Nicole get look like? <laughs> hey, Google. Hey, Google. Is it like Michelle Williams that you're thinking of? I think I was thinking of Amy Adams. They don't look that much alike, though. Okay, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> they only look alike in, like, two pictures. Like, they look kind of alike yeah. there, but in every other picture, they don't look alike no. at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. But I think that I, I don't think I thought it was her. You know what? We have to cut this whole part out. This is Okay. spend 20 we'll, minutes we'll looking up Nicole Kidman. Just be like, oh my god, yeah, that's right, it was Nicole. Yeah. And we'll take it from okay, there. Great. 
my God, that was Nicole Kidman. Yeah. God, we should have just watched Moulin Rouge. I know. And just stopped right there. God, it's a shame this uh, podcast has a theme and that it doesn't necessarily fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tragic. I guess we could watch something for fun on our own. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, and that was another number that, like, in the musical, it seemed like they were approaching it with a lot more fun. But it's like... Some zazz. Yeah. Give it some zazz. It was so awful. I don't know what about it was so bad. Like, I'd be curious to see the whole number in, like, the show or something. Yeah. Because it was... It was not good. Well, it's like every music number was just like stuck on with this like really high, highly produced pastiche of like, yeah, we're doing crazy lighting and choreography. Oh, wow. And like, it was like her dancing was too good. Like you could see in the musical where she was kind of making fun of like, you know, Emma's not a great dancer. So when she's trying to do these Fosse steps, it's a yeah. little. I thought you were going to say Nicole Kidman's dancing was too good. And that was not a problem I had. <laughs> I love Nicole Kidman. She can't Fosse for shit. And neither it, could I. But was, they uh, couldn't yeah. get a body double who could Fosse for the two scenes. It was a fussy double, if you will. Double. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, it was. It was rough. It was was long. It was two hours long. Two fucking hours long. I uh, yeah. Every homophobe got redeemed. Yeah, every single one. Redempt. (laughs) Redempt. Because I didn't realize until we were watching clips just now that at the prom scene at the very end where they have the inclusive prom, that's just supposed to be, like, gay kids across the state and other people who wanted to go. Yeah. It didn't have to be the redeemed homophobes who... From her school. From her school who literally... Who threw the power of God's bell and accurate Bible quotes. Yes. Were redeemed. Redempted, if you will. But, <laughs> like... They just planned an elaborate party for themselves and kept her out of it, like, two days ago. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me why they would want them to be there. I know. Like, I I don't get it. Just it just didn't work at all, and I don't know why they changed it to be that, when they could have just had cool queer people be at the dance. <laughs> I know, and I don't know how I missed that it was supposed to be kids from all over the state. Like, yeah. I, I feel like... Did either we talked over it or I don't think they I feel like it wasn't said, said that yeah because yeah. there was a very clear moment in the musical and that's where I heard it for the first time yeah like we're gonna do this right for the gay kids yeah and weird. the fact that I I really want to know if this happens in the musical that Barry's mom gets redeemed she just comes back and they have this moment and James Char- Charles oh whoa, whoa. Oh, Kill Bill Sirens, am I right, ladies? Fuck me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you imagine? (laughs) No. James Charles. Oh my god. When my parents kicked me out 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I am an aged star, and he's like 19. (laughs) Oh god. Anyway, when James Corden... Yeah, when his mom comes back after all that time and he gets his second, like, slow push-in monologue where he's looking slightly off-center and, Mm -hmm. like, being like, you kicked me out, I was on my own, you just had to be my mom... Yeah. It was just like, why? Like, and what? It, why? Yeah. And it just lost all of its punch because I'm sure James Corden, like, has empathy and, like, gets inherently that that's bad. But it's not from the heart. Even it's... if a gay person had not experienced that actual event, they would, like, feel the pain, I feel like, from, like, the community trauma of that <laughs> happening. Do you know what I mean? I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. 
And I slightly disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem with this is this hasn't changed my mind that straight people can't play gay characters or that a gay character could have done this better. Mm-hmm. Um inherently yeah but i think the problem is that it's james corden very post of the late late show like we just his if they had cast like i don't know i can't even think of a good example but like just an actor yeah i think it would have been different Mm -hmm. but because it's like it'd be like if we had jimmy kimmel playing like a gay broadway star like i know that james corden has a like you know musical theater past he's been Mm -hmm. on stage he's got the chops but it's like he's his celebrity and like reputation as a person in hollywood is so tied to his personality and the fact that we know about him as a theater kid and a host that like suspending our disbelief for him to be like this old queen but if he were all those things and also gay, I feel like it would have worked. Yeah, but you know? it's like, then it's not James Corden, you know? But hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So hypothetically, yeah. if James Corden was Nathan Lane, I think it would be great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I also still don't think, like, as a blanket rule, that gay characters have to be played by gay actors. Yeah. I I keep coming back to the accent and how it yeah. felt bad and weird. Mm-hmm. But it it came back to me and, like, reminded me again when he was, like, having this tearful moment. Yeah. And I was like, it just, I feel disconnected a I little know. bit. But it, maybe if it was a good enough actor who I didn't already sort of dislike, I'm sorry, James Corden, then maybe I wouldn't have felt the same way. Oh, okay. I didn't even tell you this yet. What? Holy shit. Okay. So they fucking kind of dodged a bullet in making this whole movie just, like crazy celebrities what do you mean so you remember uh the guy that you kept calling fdr (laughs) sheldon their press manager yeah that was originally supposed to be played by aquafina i'm speechless i know what yeah it was supposed to be aquafina why i don't know and it wasn't why because of scheduling and stuff like she just couldn't do it anymore they had like four lines the character i know well i'm sure because it was aquafina they would have given her like you know that's true the aquafina wouldn't that have been so like weird yeah i think so trying to like you know recreate this like insular new york broadway scene and just having aquafina be there (laughs) yeah just seems like a bad casting choice. Yeah. So, I mean, she is from New York, but... Oh, yeah. But it's like, she's not a... When you think of Aquafina, do you think Broadway? Uh, I can't say. I <laughs> Would know. you think of Eleanor, the Eleanor Roosevelt story? Uh, obviously, yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, know my I think that's completely your, your bad. <laughs> is this what you meant by, this could have been so much worse? And I have another. It gets no, worse. what is it? So, Alyssa, who in this iteration is... Played by the incredible Ariana Dubois. Plays the bullet. Dubois, I'm du sure. Dubois. De, de there you go. <laughs> that was supposed to be played by Ariana Grande. You are fucking with me. I'm not. You are fucking with me. I am not. That was how it was originally slated. And she dropped out because they extended her sweetener to her. That's the only reason the that only didn't reason. happen. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine this movie cannot. with Joellen playing opposite of Ariana Grande? I'm like, also, legitimately. Also, let's talk about, okay, this is a can of worms now. Uh-huh. This, okay. Ooh. Sorry, I, I'm already getting worked up. What? The woman who plays Alyssa originally on the Broadway production is Isabella McCullough. She's biracial. Mm-hmm. So then recasting this movie with Ariana Grande? 
Grande is like begging. She's like, please to be mistaken please, for a mixed please. person. <laughs> no, I mean it's designed. Oh yeah, it's so bad. And like, I'm sorry, but maybe Ariana Grande would be a great actor. But I um, listen. I she is so talented. Yes, I did watch the uh, Hairspray Live where uh-huh. she played Penny Pingleton, the the friend who yeah. falls in with Seedweed. It was a lot. <laughs> It it wasn't it wasn't fantastic, uh-huh. but it was like you still felt like it was Ariana Grande acting through Ariana Grande and then being Penny. Yeah, like it was just the James Corden effect. <laughs> the James Corden effect. Tm. I'm just trying to imagine Ariana Grande such a distinct voice. You cannot look me in the fucking eyes and tell me that wouldn't have been a weird thing so to witness weird. to see Ariana Grande as honestly a really kind of a small role like she just doesn't have that many lines yeah you know like and that's the weird thing to me is that it's like they're gonna stunt cast ariana grande but they're not gonna give her the role of emma but they're gonna give her the role of someone who's played by a person of color yeah (laughs) like were they not gonna have carrie washington be her mom i don't understand i carrie washington did come on later Okay, uh, like, that was probably that's the thing is, Aquafina yeah. and Ariana Grande were part of the early casting before they had even found an Emma. Oh, they were one of the names to be signed with the deal, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. Isn't that weird? That would have been such a, like, worse and different movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't get over it. Very rarely am I left this speechless after yeah, a movie. Like, I clearly had a lot to say, yeah. but I also the whole time was just, like, staring open-mouthed in shock and horror at this movie. It's a lot. I highly recommend it. You should go watch yeah. it on Netflix. I mean, I, listen, I really have cut back on my drinking in a very meaningful way, mm-hmm. and I had to have a drink. <laughs> we got, like, ten minutes in, and you're like, I think I need a drink. I'm like, you should get a drink. You should get a drink, yeah. Can you get me a drink? Yeah. I went downstairs, and... Uh, my mom, I live with my parents, don't be jealous, was like, how's the movie? And I was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I need to get the vodka out of the garage fridge. Oh, my God. It was so bad, but so enjoyable, except for, like, a couple parts. Like, yeah. right when they had the, what's so scary about gay people? And then the gay people burst in, mm-hmm. uh, like, mm-hmm. we're gay. And everyone was like, oh, no. I was like, I have such a terrible feeling I'd like to leave right now. <laughs> But the whole rest of it was just mostly, like, so entertaining and awful, though. So awful. So bad. There was a lot lost in translation. If you can find a totally legal way to watch the original. Yeah. For legal reasons, we will not be putting any links. But if you do, just, like, YouTube it. I feel like you'll find what you're looking for. Oh, man. (laughs) The the prom slime tutorial. The what? Oh. Oh. See, you're not in the... Wow, I'm really showing my cards here. Wow, this is so embarrassing. This Um, is only for my theater friends. (laughs) No, it's for like the high school theater kids who are on YouTube uploading their bootlegs and trying not to get them taken down. So it'll be like slime tutorial. Slam tutorial. Slime tutorial. You are kidding. I'm not. They call them slime tutorials. So it's like pink slime tutorial will be for mean girls. They just. That's genius. They're clever. They're smart. They're really really trying to get around to get them taken down. That's so smart right what yeah kids these days i'm very impressed (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was the prom there you go if that from our descriptor sounds like something you would enjoy you go right ahead live your dreams go watch that it's it's a good time it's It's a time it's a time yeah yeah it is yeah (laughs) 
it is an experience. Yeah. Um, but I I can say that after um, getting down with the original Broadway cast production, I think I did have a step ball change of heart. <laughs> I actually did too. Yeah. I was like, I can't imagine how this is going to be good, how it could be good in any sense. But the subtle nuances of... It's because it was fun. Every way they didn't fuck it up in the theater production. Literally. They're like, what if we just made it funny and had cute spectacle rather yeah. than like overblown Ryan Murphy yeah. neon lights? <sighs> wow. This movie is barely about anyone being gay at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I actually wrote down in my notes, like, this, something about this movie is like overwhelmingly straight. Yes. Like, very uh, heterosexual vibes. Yeah. It's so. I Again, tell, yeah. I think you could make a whole podcast about the production of this movie and the creation and what got lost in translation between the theater and the movie and the casting now. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a lot. What we could have had to deal with, what we had to deal with, and why there's just this giant heterosexual rain cloud over all of it. Yeah. Despite all the sequins and the rainbow flags and that giant, horrible wall hanging. Oh, my God. Uh, I the forgot about that back of the shot during the heartfelt song about how hard it is to be gay. Just a macrame rainbow a above your bed. giant macrame rainbow perfectly framing her head like she's fucking Mother Mary in an old painting. And that's her halo of, like, rainbow yarn. It's like a renaissance icon. Exactly. God, and that's another thing in the in the production is that it's like her room was like this horrible key lime mm -hmm. green, as it should with be, with a ladybird poster Fuck and like yeah. collage cutout dream. Like God, it, as it should be, it was great. God damn it! There you go. Thank you, you go. for tuning in. <laughs> I think this broke us. This I do think it did. I'm sorry us. for all the editing. You I'm not. Yes. I'm not sorry. Listen, you live some, you learn some. You have a step ball change. That's female fast. Join us next week. Uh, listen at your own discretion. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.